Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Cairo Assetur on the line. He's co-founder and CEO over at Centerfin. Cairo, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. All right, Cairo. So excited to talk more about uh, Centerfin today and really the um, the solutions that you're providing for your clients. Um, but before we get into that, I'd like to start with our Mission Matters question. So, so Cairo, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. So that's our mission here. Cairo, what mission matters to you? That's a great question. So we really started Centerfin uh, with this mission statement of shifting the balance of power from Wall Street to Main Street. And what we really mean by that is that we believe that Wall Street or the, you know, the capital markets of the United States is one of the things that makes this country a great country and a, and a world power. However, we also think that um, over time that Wall Street has gotten kind of too big and too complicated. Um, and uh, because of that, it's effectively extracted a ton of value uh, relative to the value that it creates. And, and uh, we kind of got obsessed with this, um, this quote of create more value than you capture. And so we decided to start Centerfin to effectively deliver value to our clients. Um, and uh, and that's, uh, that's what matters to us. So I, I like it. So it's um, you're you're trying to level the playing field, trying to provide more um, more value to the clients, as you mentioned. Um, maybe let's go a little bit further into the nuts and bolts of Centerfin. So tell us a little bit more about the products and, and kind of the options there. Yeah, sure. Um, so Centerfin is a fiduciary registered investment advisor. Um, so uh, I think your background is actually um, in in a similar space. Um, we really uh, started Centerfin because we, uh, as a team, collectively, myself personally, have always had um, a really hard time recommending to friends and family that would come to us over the years asking us for financial advice as to what to do with their money. Um, there's this big innovation kind of post-financial crisis where you saw what is, what is dubbed as the robo-advisor um, rise up. And we looked at that uh, innovation, um, you know, with a lot of detail, and we're very impressed by the technology aspect of what um, the RoboAdvisor did, you know, kind of building a digital experience around financial advice. But when you kind of dug into the investment product itself, 
really what they were just replicating was, um, you know, options that were widely available before. So, you know, effectively, you know, some version of a target date fund utilizing uh, low-cost ETFs. And so um, our background is in the hedge fund industry, and um, we've been um, really um, interacting with large institutional investors our whole careers. And so, you know, the likes of family offices, endowments, foundations, pension funds. And so we have a pretty good understanding as to how these large institutions uh, manage money for the long term. And we said, why can't we replicate that same approach, but do it for individuals? And so that, you know, the next time somebody comes to us and says, um, what is it that um, we should be doing with our money, whether it's retirement money or just, you know, savings that you have, um, we can actually point them in, in this direction. And, and really the, the, the crux of it is um, utilizing a combination of passive investing strategies, so kind of similar low-cost ETFs, but in a, in a very um, customized way uh, from our perspective, and then utilizing active investment strategies where we think it makes sense. So in certain uh, parts, of, uh, parts of the world, parts of the market, uh, we think active investment management makes sense better than passive. And then, um, very importantly, alternative investment strategies. So obviously, coming from the world of hedge funds, we were always interacting with our institutional clients as um, as their alternative investment um, uh, in, in their alternative investment bucket. And so we wanted to be able to offer that to our clients as well. And so that's that's really what differentiates us, and and, and we we believe makes us um, makes us. Uh, a new kind of player out there. So you use the term, um, and I see it, a digitally native wealth management service. Can you explain that a little bit? Because I think it's very specific and well thought out. And uh, you're right, I do come from the space. So when I read that the first time, I'm like, oh, that's different. Yeah, so um, it's it's kind of interesting. So we have, you know, obviously kind of our, our guiding um, star is to is to deliver value to our clients. But um, well, you know, one of the things, one of the ways that we felt like we could deliver value is by using technology. And so our um, actual initial product is an, is an app. It's an iOS app. Um, and we felt like that was the best way to kind of deliver the user experience and the product to our clients. But interestingly enough, um, one of the things we've learned is that um, we are obsessed with, you know, our clients and, and, and listening to our clients. And over the last year or so, as we've been building this product, Oh, we've learned that about half of our clients are totally uh, happy to, you know, once they kind of understand what it is that we bring to the table, to open up their account, you know, download the app, open up the account, fund the account, and, you know, the account's going to be invested based on their um, risk tolerance and time horizons and other factors. Um, and then about half of our clients actually would like to talk to somebody, whether it be before opening the account or as, um, as you know, the, the account, um, you know, hopefully appreciates over time. Um, and so, um, and so we've made that available to, to our clients. So we have kind of this, this hybrid model where, uh, we're digitally native, as you said, um, meaning that we're kind of app and online first, but we also have made ourselves available kind of similar to a more traditional financial advisor. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And so, I, I mean, the, the obvious question here is, you know, you're, you're, you're startup, you're competing against, you know, very big incumbents. Um, you know, like what's your, what's your strategy there for customer acquisition? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and, and it's one that comes up a lot. And I think, look, at the end of the day, to take a step back, um, I think if you look historically, you know, across different industries, the disruptors, the innovators are always the winners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, how long is it going to take and who, who, are, who are they going to be, right? Uh, in this case, you know, in our case, the incumbents are, as you mentioned, you know, very well capitalized. They have a lot more capital than we do. 
in order to be able to acquire his customers. But I think that one thing that we have that they cannot replicate is this passion and this drive to create value for our clients. Um, and the reason I say that, that they can't um, replicate that is because these are, you know, largely these are very large institutions. They're structurally just unable um, to do what we do. You know, for instance, like I mentioned before, you know, we learn from our clients that, you know, some of our clients are, are, are very happy to kind of work on their own, but others would like to talk to somebody. Well, we quickly made that as part of a, you know, a feature of our product. Um, you know, something that, you know, if you, if you've, um, you know, worked for any big institution, which I think you have, you know, in, in the finance industry, um, you know, changes like that don't, don't happen very quickly. And we believe that, you know, this, this next generation of, um, investors, you know, really this wealth transfer that's just, uh, beginning really cares about, um, their financial, uh, partner, you know, to help them deal with their finances as being a firm uh, that has kind of similar values and is focused on delivering value. Um, and, um, and we think that that's really what, you know, helps us compete. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. I love it when somebody's coming in with new ideas, um, really a new take on it, and just giving investors really options. And that's the main thing is that for people to have options to choose to see where they fit in. Um, so where do you see the company? Let's just say, you know, if you had, if you had your magic or crystal ball, whatever we want to say, in five to six years. Yeah, no, it's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard question, but you know, and and one of the things that I, I guess we've learned so far is that you can't think too far ahead and, and just be nimble and flexible. But um, we really think that, you know, the, the, the wealth management industry in general is a very, very large industry, as you're familiar with. Um, you know, we don't really think the disruptors, you know, and I, and I think of the disruptors to date as kind of really these, these robo-advisors that started kind of post-financial crisis. We don't really think they've cracked the code yet. Um, and so we think that this is, you know, the opportunity is, you know, tens of trillions of dollars of, of assets that are out there that are going to be changing hands. Um, and we think that, you know, there's no reason if we don't do our jobs right and we kind of care about the client at every step of the way and we make decisions based on what's best for them at every step of the way that, you know, we can't be a, you know, $50 billion AUM business or, or, or north of that, really. Um, you know, the numbers are actually there, and, and I'm not one to make grandiose statements, but um, but that's really how we think about success um, because that's that's not even going to be scratching the surface in terms of kind of the percentage of, of the overall industry, um, but we think that that's very possible. Fantastic. So, Cairo, that being said, um, it, it's been, first off, it's been great having you on the show. Big fan of what you're doing over at Centerfin. If somebody's watching this or listening to this right now and they want to learn more about Centerfin and to follow the journey, um, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that? So I'm very accessible. Um, you know, I give out my personal email to people all the time and I, and I actually, uh, you know, I, I interact with, uh, you know, potential clients all the time myself. And that's Cairo at Centerfin.co. And I'm also fairly active on Twitter, and that's um, Wall Street Hobbs is my uh, is kind of my uh, my ticker on Twitter. So happy to uh, to meet people there as well. Fantastic. Well, Cairo, again, thank you for coming on the show today, and to the audience as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, don't forget hit that subscribe button. We definitely want you to be a return listener and visitor. And uh, Cairo, again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us.